0: at the 38-yard line, so hold the phone. Brian Tranchitella in the middle of it again. Andy Zebarth was there as well. Let's see what happens. Maybe it's uh, flags against both those guys. This is unbelievable, Dick. 59-yard return after the fumble by Kyle Robinson as Darnell Hendricks took it to the end zone, but the flag thrown way back upfield and maybe an illegal block on the return by the Salukis. Uh, Jim Hancock is going to lose his cool here real quick with this football team because it is not a pretty sight. Well, the Salukis run away from the officials with their fists in the air, so perhaps the touchdown is going to stand. Let's see what Bruce Evans knows as we head down now to our university bookstore sideline microphone. Well first of all it was a nice play on the defensive side as Robinson got stood up they just reached the uh, football away from him and went down the sideline the penalty here as uh, Kurt was saying was on the uh, should have been on the middle linebacker as he tore the helmet from Andy Zebarth and I guess they're going to call it offsetting penalties but I got to question that I thought for sure it was against Southern in this situation they're still talking it over if it is that would that would uh, negate the touchdown Wow it would negate the play wouldn't it it would also negate the turnover if they call offsetting penalties what a break that would be for the Redbirds this is ugly football yep. ladies and gentlemen this is as ugly as I've seen any game this year well the birds as we pointed out at the start have had horrible first quarters and they're following suit they did score a touchdown to start the game let's hear Bill so that holding on the defense illegal use of hands after the change of possession we will enforce the 10-yard illegal use of the hands from this spot, and Southern Illinois will keep the ball first down. All right. So it's it's not uh, the play is not canceled because the second foul didn't occur until after the change of possessions, and so the, the, that being the foul against the Salukis. So they get the football, but they do not get the touchdown. The penalty assessed from the point of the infraction and the ball has moved back to where the 48 uh, yard line it looks like in Redbird territory the Salukis have the football on the Redbird turnover first turnover of the game and so it's still 7-7 but Southern gets the football shame andy christmas oh, what a mess what but that mess. that makes sense that's right if the if the if the southern penalty occurred after the change of possessions you can't you can't have offsetting penalties negate the whole play well, you know and let's go to the two penalties those guys are 15 yards behind the ball. There's no reason either one of those guys should be doing anything other than trotting after the guy scoring the touchdown. That's again mental mistakes by the Redbirds and by Southern 09. He's explaining it again, but I think we understand it. The holding call is declined. We enforce the illegal use of hands and it's first down. Yeah, Southern declines the uh, the penalty that that was against ISU. The Birds of course accept the one that Southern was assessed and so it's 1st and 10 Salukis at the Redbird 48-yard line. Still 7-7 but now Southern has the ball with an opportunity here to get on top of the first time in what has been a wild first quarter. Pearson gives it off to Melvin Dukes and he is stopped this time for virtually no gain as he started up the middle then went to the left and ran into Charles Williams. Along with Damon Turner, Benny Radford was also there, gain of maybe a yard, second down and nine coming up now for the Saluki. Here's another little sidebar, Dick. The officials have a lot of work to do here in the final 5:24 to keep this ballgame under control because you have had some pretty major penalties in the first ten minutes of this game actually nine and a half minutes and if if they're not careful they could lose control of the emotions of these two teams and lose control of the ball game as well second and nine the situation now birds are showing blitz Pearson back to throw puts it out there the ball is going to be caught but did he stay in bounds yes Smith made the catch he juggled the ball but had one foot in bounds by the time that he gathered it in at the 30 yard line and it's a first down for the Salukis at the Redbird 30. Great wow. catch. Yeah, Smith made a great catch but I'll tell you give Pearson some credit that ball is right on the money there were two Redbirds there one was short one was trailing Smith the ball was thrown right over the short guy and right into Smith's hands he did a nice job of hanging onto to it and a better job of getting one foot in bounds as you said. Sophomore David Smith who actually lines up as a wide receiver although he's 242 pounds First and ten, Southern Illinois. Two wide receivers right, one left. Draw play goes to Dukes, and it's Chris Stevens who's all over him after a one-yard pickup, two to 29. Stevens not fooled by the draw that time. And again, it'll be second and nine for the Salukis. The Birds scored first here this afternoon. An 87-yard kickoff return by Dixon. Set the stage for a one-yard touchdown run by Joel Bosman, but it's been All-Southern since then, as they marched 72 yards for their first score, scored on a touchdown pass of seven yards from Pearson to Damon Jones, and then after the fumble by Kyle Robinson recovered by Hendricks, the Salukis on the move again. At the Redbirds 29 where it's second down and nine to go. Pearson back to throw, over the middle it goes, that's intercepted, and Dwayne Butler has some room to run. At the 40, cuts inside a man, he's at the 50, it's a foot race now. He's at the 30, it's Herbie Demosthenes, not Butler, at the 10, makes a juke and goes down at the four yard line. Melvin Dukes made the tackle. Herbie Demosthenes makes the interception, 21, not 31, and the Redbirds have a first and goal at the four. If Demosthenes wouldn't have run into Dwayne Butler as his own guy coming down the block, when he made that juke about the five dick, he would have scored. But Butler kind of banged into him from behind and knocked him back into a tackler. A horrible pass by Pierce was thrown right to Demosthenes. Herbie did it, got a nice block from Billy Randalls at about the 40-yard line here that got him into the open field and let him really stretch out. Kind of goes along with the way this first quarter has been played, I would think, huh? 69-yard return by Demosthenes, his second pick of the year. And the Redbirds have another first and goal. As Bosman will give it off to Will Hill, angles toward the end zone and drives into the end zone for the score that gives the Birds a 13-7 lead. So this time it takes him one play. Hill scores his third touchdown of the season, and with exactly four minutes to go in a bizarre first period here at Hancock Stadium, it's 13-7 Redbirds. Well, I think we've had uh, five 15-yard penalties in in this uh, first quarter. We've had a field goal that was negated because of a penalty. We've had a touchdown negated because of a penalty after a, a stolen football. We've had a kickoff return go to the 10, we've had an interception return go down to about the 4. It's just uh, weird. The Birds have scored two touchdowns. Their touchdown drives have been 10 and (laughs) 4 yards in length. As Bosman holds it for Kurz, who puts it up through the uprights, but hold the phone again. We have another one of those yellow hankies on the carpet. Get these guys out of here. It's go a, get a new crew. Well, it's illegal procedure against the birds. They'll have to kick it again. Jeez. Uh, let, hang it up, Dick. You that have a good ball. False start. Come on. Well, are they making the wrong calls? No, oh, they just put it keep it. It's an extra point. <laughs> it's an extra point. Well, this guy can kick it forty yards. I mean what go, different just, if, you go, if you go illegally, if you go illegally, you gotta man. kick it again. You know, they're throwing two flags behind it. Uh, this is come on, get your striped shirt on. I know you got it in the trunk. I've seen it. It's the ninth penalty of this game already. This is ridiculous, and Kurz will have to try it now from the 15. It's the equivalent of a 25-yard field goal. Todd tries again to add that 14th point. High snap. Bosman handled it well, and Kurz gets it through the uprights, and that keeps his string of PATs going. He's now up to 24, dating back to last season. He's 21 for 21 this year. 14-7, Redbirds lead. Still four minutes to go here in what has been a rather eventful first quarter. We'll be back in one minute on the ISU Redbird Football Network. Todd Kurz will kick it again. Boy. For a guy with a sore groin, he's been pretty busy here in this first period. (laughs) He's getting it loose. (laughs) Yeah, I guess that's good. 14-7 is the score. Redbirds are on top. Todd with, uh, well, he's had to kick extra points three times. This will be his second kickoff, and he's punted it once. He'll have it held by Frankie West. Birds on top by a touchdown as Kurz approaches the football and kicks it pretty well as it will fly all the way to the one yard line it's Tolan who handles it there comes back to the middle of the field and he's in trouble back inside the 10 and he goes down Terrell Patrick made the tackle and the Salukis will start at their own eight yard line and I don't know what Tolan was thinking there he was going to do some fancy moving back there inside the 10 he did It was very fancy but it went absolutely nowhere Officially, by the way, that touchdown run by Will Hill is five yards in length. And so the Ripper TD drives today have been ten and five. The Salukis will have to go ninety-two here if they are going to score the tying touchdown. ISU's average field position is the Southern 29 and you know field position has been a big problem for the birds but that's certainly not been the problem so far here today the give to the tailback and it's Melvin Dukes who runs through tacklers gets to the outside now he's hauled down from behind by Dwayne Butler that's a gain of six yards or so but man, it shouldn't have been a gain at all. The birds are doing a very poor job of tackling here early in this one. Poor job of tackling, but give Southern Illinois offensive line a, a, some credit too. I think they're doing a nice job of holding their blocks and uh, getting their guys an opportunity to weave and find those openings and boy they've been finding them readily here in the in the first quarter. It is 14-7 in favor Of the birds as Pearson gives it off to Dukes, he goes to the outside, gets by a man, and now he's dragged down after he gets the first down as he crossed the 20 and got to the 22. Good run to the right, Billy Randall's forced to make the stop, and the Salukis have really been able to rush the football, and you know that's uh, a little unusual for them. They came into the game averaging less than 100 yards rushing. They had thrown for about twice as much yardage uh, as they passed for. I bet they'll have 100 yards at the end of the first quarter, or very close. They've got 86 already, Gary says. They'll get 100 before the first quarter ends. Three minutes to play here in the first period, and the Bird's on top by a touchdown. Pearson rolling out to his left, looking down the field, now being chased by Fisher, gets a block, and throws it at the feet of the offensive lineman. And are we going to get a flag here or not? Well... Damon Jones was was close, and I'll tell you another reason I think maybe it went down so quickly was he was being hit from behind, and maybe the official says that's why it made it look like he was grounding it. Fisher was close to him, perhaps had a hand on him. Let's head down to our University Bookstore sideline microphone. Here again is Bruce Evans. Guys, going back to that uh, run uh, blocking for the Salukis, coach uh, Sal Sanceri was talking to the defensive line about that very thing on the sideline saying, you got to get your hands on those blockers and then get rid of them. He said you're getting tied up. It looks like they're still getting tied up by those big guys. Mm-hmm. Second to ten after an incomplete pass. Now Pearson wants to throw it again. Puts it out to the side. That's caught, but the tackle made immediately. Frankie West is all over the receiver, Jermaine Gray, after about a two-yard gain. Birds don't mind giving up that pass, and it'll be third and about eight, maybe seven. He picked up three on the play, so we'll call it third and seven here with 2.32 to play in our opening period. Illinois Wesleyan is playing up at Elmhurst this afternoon. That score is 7-7 in the first period at Elmhurst. Told you that'd be a good one, didn't I? It is so far, and so is this one, as the birds are up one touchdown. Pearson back to throw, looks over the middle, and oh. it's incomplete. A big hit by Billy Randalls on the intended receiver for the Salukis, Reggie Fowler. Had little chance to hang on to that one as he really took a shot. and Randall's timed it perfectly. Reggie's not real sure what city he's in right now. He was separated from that football by Billy Randles. And a guy like Billy Randalls loves that kind of play. You know, a little crossing pattern. He's hiding in the weeds, sees it coming all the way, has a running start. Whoa. Fourth and seven and Gagliano will punt for the Salukis for the second time in the ball game. The birds will get the ball with the lead. Wobbly uh, snap to him and it's not a great kick. It's wobbly as well. Deion McDaniel at the 33-yard line gets by the first man and now with a block from Jim Cunningham works his way across the 40 to about the 43-yard line. First and 10 from there for the Birds with 159 to play here in period number one. Yeah, let's go back to Southern Illinois' offensive series that last time. You run the football from the five, first down, good play. Run it again, you get a first down. Then what they do? Pass, pass, pass. It makes no sense to me at all why teams do that. You're running the football as effectively as they are. Why go to something different? That forced them to punt it. A 43-yard kick by Gagliano. 10-yard return by Deion McDaniel, who came into the game as the ninth 1AA punt returner in the nation, averaging over 13 yards per return. Joel Bosman, the senior quarterback out of Woodstock, has Rainey and Hill in the backfield. And it's Macy Rainey in motion. And the give to Will from that tailback spot, he's churning up some yardage, crashes across the 50 and gets to about the 47 in Southern Territory where he'll be close to a first down for the Birds. We still have not seen Hickey Thompson, and as Bruce Evans told us earlier, Thompson turned his ankle during warm-ups and uh, is hoping to see some action, but hasn't yet. It is enough for the first down for the birds. Well, as, well as Will Hill has been able to run and, and what little amount of uh, room they've had to start their offense, you know, you pointed out a 10 and a 5 yard touchdown drive. We uh, you know Will's had some opportunity to run the football. He's had some holes. He came into the game with only 189 yards for the season. As the give this time is to Rainey, and he has room across the 45, now inside the 40, and he's dumped at about the 37, and he's close to another Redbird first down. That's a 10-yard gain. They may have to measure to see if he got—no, they say it is a first down. Yeah, they're just kind of going right up the middle, and, uh, you know, if you look back to the running plays that they have had, that's where their strength has been. Really, in between the outside hips of the guards is where they're running the football. It's very effective. 24 yards for Hill and 16 for Macy O'Reilly. Now the birds running the football fairly effectively here in the first period. We have 1.23 to go in the first quarter. Redbirds are up 14-7. to Bosman has a wide receiver both ways. Now Dixon in motion from the left to the right. So both wide receivers on that side, but it's a run again as Will Hill this time staggers his way to about the 35, a two-yard pickup as the Salukis bottled that one up pretty well. In there on the stop. For Southern was Cedric Kenner, the free safety, a sophomore out of Hopkinsville, Kentucky. It'll be second down and eight yards to go. I don't know if we ever set the Saluki defensive lineup for you. (laughs) They've only been out to about seven plays. (laughs) Our Glista Scott, Patrick Baldwin, David Jacobs, and Ryan Smith up front. Their top tackler, Brian Tranchitella, is the middle linebacker, outsider Tommy Anderson and Tony Seaman. Second and eight here for the birds, it's rainy in motion. And the fake to Hill, the rollout by Bosman, the toss out to Maceo, he makes the grab but he staggers to do it and goes down after a short gain to the 33. They picked up only a couple and it'll be third and six. In the backfield for the Salukis, Dwayne Lawrence, Brian King, Darnell Hendricks who recovered that fumble earlier and ran it into the end zone only to have it called back because of the penalty. And Cedric Kenner, the free safety. We're down to six seconds to go on the period, and the first play of the second quarter will be a rather important third and sixth situation for the Birds in Southern Territory. With through one, it's 14-7 in favor of Illinois State, and we'll return in one minute here on the ISU Redbird Football Network. Well, the first play of the second period will be third and sixth for the Redbirds at the 33-yard line. In Saluki territory, birds on top 14-7. to They have had excellent field position in this game, starting drives from the Southern 10, from their own 43 a couple of times, and from the Southern 4, and from the Southern 43. And that is exactly the opposite of what has been the case the past couple of games. How about the other stats, Kurt? Lopsided in Southern's favor, Dick, as you might expect. Six first downs for the Salukis, four for ISU. 108 yards of total offense for SIU, 76 on the ground, 32 through the air. They've been penalized four times for 36 yards and have turned the ball over one time. The Redbirds have 64 yards of total offense, 33 on the, 37 on the ground, and 27 through the air. They'll go through the air here as Bosman puts it out there. It is caught by Dixon and he's got the first down as he's out of bounds at the 24-yard line. The birds lined up with four wide receivers that time and went to the pass and Ba's been able to find Kevin Dixon who's having a nice ball game he had that big kickoff return which started the game that's a big throw down conversion right there too one thing I didn't get to in the stats Illinois State has been penalized five times for 45 yards so in that first quarter Dick nine penalties for over 80 yards and uh, Redbirds also with a turnover so each team has a turnover in that first quarter both wide receivers here to the left side as the birds up 14-7 are looking for more the give is to Will Hill, up the middle he goes, through one tackle, he's across the twenty and he rambles his way to about the eighteen yard line a pickup of six or so, second and four will be coming up Darnell Hendricks who recovered the fumble earlier in on the stop for Southern also in there for them was their free safety Cedric Kenner 48, Tommy Anderson. And well they're running the ball good on first down, excuse me Dick, I was just thinking uh, Two times before that I think they picked up ten yards on first down. You know, right here it's it's a good seven yards on first down. Their first down average has been wonderful so far. Yeah, it is second and three instead of second and four. And the give to Macy O'Reini. He gets outside, but he's knocked down at the 15, maybe the 14-yard line, and he'll come up a yard short of the first down. In there for the Salukis that time, Mark Neal, a senior out of Brookport, Illinois. Third down now and a bit less than a yard. Birds up 14-7, 13-38 to play here in the first half. Dick Ludkey with Kurt Sweringen, statistician Gary Walter, and our sideline reporter Bruce Evans. A full house backfield, this time straight T formation as the birds look to get it on third and a bit less than one. They give to Hill, he dives and he's wow. got the first down. A great dive up over the line and all the way down to the 11 yard line. That's a 4 yard dive for Will. First Uh, and 10 from there. He was like body surfing that time. He got up on top and just kind of rode a wave of humanity down to the 11 yard line. But uh, I want you to look at that and I'm sure the coaches up here did too. Did you see when they went to the full house what the defense did for Southern Illinois? I mean they brought everybody up to the line of scrimmage. That's when you look for a tight end maybe to just a curl, get outside and, and behind everybody and you throw a little dump off to him. Chris. Moore in the game now is the tailback for the first time. He replaces Will Hill after Will made that four-yard gain on the dive. In motion Rainey to give to Chris, and he angles his way to the uh, eight-yard line and is going down there. Pick up of a couple, maybe three, for Chris Moore as now Hill is back into the game, and Moore will exit. Chris is a sophomore out of East St. Louis. Transferred from Culver Stockton. He's played periodically for the Redbirds this year. Came into this game with 131 yards on the ground. He got to the 7 that time, so that was a 4-yard gain. And it's 2nd down and 6 from there. Robinson and Dixon wide to the right. The tight end, Octoburg, is on the left side. Here's Dixon in motion toward the left and the play run to the left, Will Hill glances off a tackle at the five and bangs his way to about the two and he's close to the first down but does not appear to have it, it'll be third and one from the two yard line as the birds go back to their short yardage offense we see Jim Orselak, the former University high school player into the game as an extra blocking back Jack Schweiger also checks in, they'll go double tight end here not that this is the place to throw the football but let's see what Southern Illinois does obviously there's not a lot of room to operate defensively but let's see if they come up and stack real tight again there they are Dick, look at that. Birds started this drive at their own 43 they're down at the two now as the give is to Will and he crunches to the one and he does not get the touchdown but he might have gotten the first down If he didn't, it'll be fourth and very short. Saluki's bottled that one up pretty well, and they're untangling bodies now. And the line of scrimmage will be about the one. I think they got it. Yeah, they're inside the one, and it sure looks as though, yeah, they've got the first down. They're going to bring the sticks out and measure but boy from when we don't have very good angle on it but it looks obvious from here that he did get the first down let's head downstairs to Bruce Evans well from uh, field level they're going to bring him out as you mentioned but there's no question that ball is split in the one yard line and the uh, yard marker was you know outside of the one so really a no-brainer as far as I'm concerned we'll see if the paint stripes are uh, painted correctly yeah if this is not a first down there's something wrong over there as they stretch the chains out now, it is a pretty important measurement, and it is a first down for the Birds. So instead of fourth and a few inches, it's first and goal from inside the one-yard line. Well, the Redbirds faced this situation at the University of Buffalo and failed to score a touchdown. We'll see if the Salukis can keep the Birds out of the end zone as ISU looks to go up two touchdowns here early in the second period at Hancock Stadium. Same formation, double tight end, straight T. Jim Orselak lined up as the fullback. The other running backs are Hill and Rainey. Bosman gets it, gives it to Will, he dives, he is in for another touchdown. Will Hill scores his second TD of this game, his fourth of the season, and the birds now lead it by 20 to 7. Uh, Will Hill gets up in the air, doesn't he? <laughs> he did that a lot last year. He hasn't had really as many opportunities to do it this season. But uh, last year, how many touchdowns did he score a year ago? It was seven of them. He has four now for this season. I think of his seven touchdowns last year, about five of them were on those dives from the one-yard line. Yeah, he can get up in the air. Nice uh, hole made for him, and uh, one of the guys leading it right up through the middle was Jim Orselak. He actually took out the linebacker in front, and Orselak came out injured on that play. Todd Kurz, who is battling that slight groin pull, will try to make it three for three in this game on PAT attempts. He does. He puts it through there, and amazingly, we see no flags on the extra point (laughs) attempt. So it's 21 to 7. Birds are up here with 11.21 left to play in the first half. We'll return with more ISU football in one minute on the Redbird Network. 11.21 21 to play in period number two. Todd Kerrs again kicking it off, having it held by Frankie West, and this one sails high and pretty deep. Melvin Dukes a yard deep in the end zone, will run it out. Kind of showed some indecision there before he did bring it out, got to the 20 and then went down to at about the 21 yard line. Deion McDaniel down there to make the hit for the birds, and so Southern starts with four, four field position once again at their own 21. That gives me a chance to congratulate my sister and her husband, Kim. Kim and Kathy had a baby girl born this afternoon, Peggy Catherine, 5 pounds, 10 ounces. I uh, hear everybody's doing fine, and I can't wait to get my hands on her. You just found out about that. Just found out about that, and uh, I know that I have a lot of babysitting paybacks that will uh, be used here in the next couple of years. (laughs) All right, Uncle Kurt. We're glad to hear the news. Congratulations. First first and ten at the 21-yard line, they've got their new quarterback in the ball game. Matt Jones running the option, gets to the outside and is dumped by Herbie Demosthenes at about the 25 or 26-yard line. He picked up five or so on the quarterback keeper. It looked maybe as though it was designed to be a run by the quarterback all the way, although the tailback was trailing him. He really didn't look very seriously at the tailback. Let's head down to Bruce Evans. Guys, got an update on Jim Orsalak, uh, the ex university high school football or uh, fullback. He went in there with a nice block on Will Hill's touchdown, came out with a burner in the shoulder, which means you're under a lot of pain, but they don't think anything is seriously wrong. We should expect to see him back in those situations again. Second down at about six here, and Jones gave it off to the fullback, and he goes down with a loss back at the 24 yard line as the birds were all over that play. Chris Stevens was the one who nailed Melvin Dukes and Charles Williams was the guy in the backfield that almost intercepted the handoff he was back there so quick that Matt Jones was uh, had a lot of trouble was barely able to get the ball to Dukes so give Williams uh, a a breakup credit if you will loss of one on that play to the 24 and now it's third down and seven yards to go coming wide to the left side of the football field for the Salukis is Aaron Baker And another wide receiver left and one to the right. Three wideouts on this play. Back to throw is Jones. Puts it out toward the corner. That ball is incomplete. A diving knockdown by Frankie West of the Birds as the pass was intended for Reggie Fowler. That'll set up fourth down. And before this punt, we'll take a quick station break. The Birds up 21-7 with 9.49 left in the half. This is the ISU Redbird Football Network. Back to punt it is Gagliano, and the return man for the birds, Dion McDaniel, who reeled off a 10-yarder his first time. Pretty good kick by Gagliano, chases Dion to the far side, he makes the grab at the 35, as he comes back to the near side here, he's at the 40 and turns the corner at the 45, blockers in front, he's at midfield. Now at the 40, and it's the kicker again, who has to make the stop, this time at the 35-yard line. So that is about a 30-yard return for Dion McDaniel after a 41-yard punt by Gagliano who wound up making the tackles. Bohannon, their kickoff man, has made two tackles in this game. Now their punter has made one, and that's not a good sign for the Salukis. They could be the leading tacklers, and you know, they don't even list those guys. They just put K, kicker. <laughs> They're going to be the leading tackler at the end of the game with three. How about this field position? The Redfords ah. now start at the Saluki, 34. Their average field position has been well into Southern Territory. Their average field position from which to start a drive. Yeah, it's, it's just outside the 30 is their average. And they're at the 34 here as it's Dixon in motion. Here's Kevin getting the pitch. Oh. And there are flags all over the place as Dixon gets across the 20 into about the 18-yard line. I think it's a block below the waist. There was a couple of cut blocks, and I, I, I think they're saying it was too close to the line of scrimmage to allow that. Oh, they're calling a hold. And it's against the Redbirds and either way the play is coming back. I did not see it as a clip. Now I I could see maybe a cutback below the waist uh, you know when you're at the line of scrimmage being called but boy I didn't see a clip where those flags were thrown at all. Now Bruce is right down there and and he knows a heck of a lot more about blocking than I do but it sure seemed like they were clean blocks from the clipping standpoint. But apparently there was some holding. Let's Mm. listen to Bill Etzler. holding. Still close down. And so the ball will be moved 10 yards back from the point of the infraction. And that'll put it at the 44 yard line. To him, Bosman looking to throw Robinson over the middle, but he overthrows him uh, intentionally as Cedric Kenner. Had the very good coverage along with one of the cornerbacks for the Salukis, freshman Dwayne Lawrence. Incomplete pass makes it second down and 20. Dick, you called that one right. That was an intentional overthrow. Uh, you know, Joel sat back there and waited to see if Kyle was going to get in the opening. He was really about the only receiver that was out on the route that time. Saw that he wasn't. Didn't want to take any more time letting him run around back there, so just overthrew it. I think that was a good decision by Joe Bosman. Gary points out that ISU's worst field position of this game so far, from which to start a drive, has been their own 43. They've had it there twice, and on all of their other drives, they've started in Southern Territory. Here's Bosman on a quarterback draw, and he's tripped up by his own blocker, really, as he ran up the legs of Macy O'Reaney. And went down after a short gain of four yards, setting up third down and still about 16 to go. That's one of those where uh, in the film session, especially if you win, they'll say that the 45-yard line tripped Joel Bosman. Now, if they lose, they'll be a little upset about it, but if they win, they'll make a little uh, joke out of the 45-yard line. Well, it was either the yard line or Rainey which <laughs> tripped him up. Maybe maybe Rainey wasn't involved. He was definitely clumsy third down and 16 for the birds back to throw is bosman steps up over the middle open is dixon but he's shy of the first down as he's tackled and the birds have a decision to make now the ball right in the middle of the field at about the 27 yard line they need two maybe three yards for the first down oh, it oh, looks like todd kerr's is coming out onto the field well i think you can run the football and uh, and pick it up but uh, this is the safe play yep. you know this is the safe play could give the birds a 17 point lead which would put them at least three scores ahead of the Salukis. Wind kind of coming. Bruce mentioned the west, southwest, just a bit, and uh, you know Todd will have to take that into consideration once that ball gets past the field house. Remember, the uh, about from the five yard line in ball held at the 34, so it's a 44 yard effort. As Kurz gets it up there with plenty of distance, but it's not good. He missed it a little bit wide to the left, and so the birds. Missed the opportunity to score on this occasion. They still lead 21-7. to Kurz now on field goal attempts this year is 7-12. for 12, As he misses a 44-yarder. And the Salukis will take over at the line of scrimmage, which is the 27-yard line. It's almost like he was planning on the wind to take it more than it did, Dick. You know, like he started it to the left and uh, was hoping the wind would push it in, in through the crossbar and, uh, or the uprights, pardon me, and it didn't. Southern down a couple of touchdowns, gets the ball back at their own 27-yard line. And Pearson is back in at quarterback now. They're playing musical quarterbacks as the give here is to the running back. I believe that's Tolan, and he doesn't have much as he has swallowed up at the line of scrimmage. Eric Johnson, one of the two ISU transfers from the University of Pittsburgh in there now to make that hit. And it'll be second down and about nine after a one-yard pickup. The ball at the 28-yard line in Southern Illinois Territory. We're halfway through period number two. Redbirds led seven to nothing. Southern tied at 7-7, had a chance to take the lead as they recovered a Redbird fumble in Illinois State Territory. But the Redbird defense came through there, and the offense since has scored a couple of touchdowns. As the pass over the middle is caught by Jermaine Gray, and he goes down immediately at the 47-yard line after the hit by Jerry Creer, but what a grab by Gray, who had to go high up in the air to get it on the fingertips. He brought it back in, and that's a first down. Southern, beautiful catch by Gray. You know, it's—I've uh, heard Terry Bradshaw describe that crossing pattern as the prettiest play in football, and it really is when it works out that way. You know, you really extend the receiver. He's coming full speed across, and you know, if he just gets by one tackler, there's a lot of green grass out there to run on. In this case, astroturf. Here's Pearson giving it off to Melvin Dukes, he gets across the 50 and goes down at the 48 in Redbird territory, that's about a 5 yard Mm pickup, and Southern is on the move again here. Salukis have been able to run the football against the Redbirds fairly effectively and uh, we pointed it out earlier that's saying something because Southern came into the game averaging just under 100 yards per game. They have to be up over 100 yards for the game now, or close to it anyway. You know, I think they—they they uh, I think Gary said 87 you at the it. end of the first he quarter. Says they're right at it yeah. now. Second down and five after that five-yard pickup. They try to get over it here as Melvin Dukes gets the handoff, but he didn't get much. Maybe a yard as the birds bottled him up as he looked for a hole on that right side. Nice play by Charles Williams. He came across the line of scrimmage, Dick, and he knew that he was going to get trap blocked. So what he did was he rolled back to the inside and just rolled down on the ground. And what he ended up doing was getting in the path of Dukes and uh, he, he did get blocked but not enough to push him out of the way so that's just a, a real smart play by Williams and just getting in the way and actually got a piece of the tackle. And Chris Stevens helped him finish off the play and now it's third down and five to go from the 48 in Redbird territory. Two wide receivers to the right, one to the left. Birds are showing blitz here. Randall's is coming. Pearson is well protected. Now he's on the run. He couldn't find the receiver and he goes down at the 49-yard line. The birds were blitzing. And Pearson still had time and couldn't find an open receiver. Great job by the defensive backs who were forced to play man to man. And Billy Randall's the blitz guy. Dick was the one that got the sack, and that's just determination. This this is a guy that just loves to hit people, you know. And he battled his way over on the uh, right side of that offensive line, left side of the defense, and just kept fighting until he got free, and actually ended up getting Pearson. Gagliano will punt it again, and Dion McDaniel is had another good day returning kicks is back to receive this one. Gagliano gets it away and McDaniel will make the catch at the 10. He gets by the first man, now gets by another, dodges through a couple and now is hauled down from behind at the 17 and there's another flag thrown. Oh yeah. Over in the area of Matt Lynch and one of the Saluki players who were jarring well away from the ball, Kevin Skinkus, the Saluki player involved in that confrontation. Yeah, Gangliano gets a lot of practice. Maybe that's why he's so good. Let's see what we got this time. We have a personal foul, face mask, 15 yards, and a first down. And he has pointed in the direction of the Salukis, so it is a penalty against them. And that will move the ball up across the 30. Well, this will still be the worst field position for the Birds in this game. At the 33-yard line, it is 1st and 10 for Illinois State in their own territory. Would you tell me Gagliano's average coming into the ballgame was? 42. Yeah, and I, I bet this guy averages probably 6, 7 punts a game. Well, I think that does help you. If you sure kick does. a lot, uh, you're probably going to have a better, sure a better average. And when you play for a team that doesn't win, you wind up kicking a lot. That's been the case for the Salukis. For the most part this year. They're down here 21-7. Four and a half to go on the half. Bosman after a play fake throws it out there and it's dropped by Kevin Dixon. The ball right on target and Kevin dropped it at the 47 yard line. Would have been a first down and a little bit more. I think give Dwayne Lawrence the defensive back some credit too, Dick. I think he might have got a piece of that ball, but it looked from our angle, which is on the far side here and Dixon's back to us that the ball was right there, but I think that Dwayne Lawrence was there as well. well. If he didn't, I don't know that he touched the ball, but at the or at very least, to take a swipe at it and perhaps disrupt Dixon's concentration. Well, in that case, it's even a worse catch because, as a receiver, you got to make sure you're you're concentrating on the ball and nothing else. So, at either rate, a ball that looked to be catchable. Second and ten for the birds. Both wide receivers. Are here to the near side. Give with a big hold of Maceo Rainey. At the 45, he pulls over a tackler and crashes to the 50 yard line. That's a 17 yard gain for Maceo, who comes up from the play throwing his fists in the air. It's first and ten birds at midfield. I love it. Cedric Kenner who is uh, their free safety, who normally free safeties are with the tacklers, okay? They're back there for, for other reasons than in tackling, but he just got plowed over by Mason Rennie. actually did a backward somersault, comes out of the pile, kind of jogs away like, yeah, I'm okay, I'm all right, you know? <laughs> and Macy Arena just wiped him out. First and ten birds, wide receivers both to the right, Robinson and Dixon. Here's Rainey in motion toward that right side. And Bosman, after the play fake, rolls right, throws it out to the tight end, Octoburg. He catches the ball and goes down at the 35-yard line. 15-yard gain for the Birds. First and 10 from there with four minutes and one second to play here in the first half with the Birds on top. 21 to 7. Down we go now to our University Bookstore sideline microphone. Bruce? Quickly, guys. John McAvoy is on the sideline getting his right ankle uh, taped over the shoe, as a matter of fact, trying to get him in before this drive is over. And also at halftime, I'm happy to say that I will have an interview with Estes Hood, one of the all time greats for Illinois State. Estes, the former Green Bay Packer player, among those watching the Parents' Day game here. Jeremy Keeble is the one in there at that right guard spot for McAvoy. And the give is to Will Hill back in the game, and he is hit just as he crosses the line of scrimmage and goes down after about a two-yard gain. The Saluki tackler on that play, Brian Tranchatella, a junior out of Peoria, played at Bartonville Limestone High School. He's their leading tackler. Well, he is a feisty guy too. He is—he's not been happy since the uh, opening buzzer. Man, he is—he's looking for somebody to take out. (laughs) He has that middle linebacker uh, instinct there. Even on that tackle, the the officials kind of had to pull him away and then his teammates grabbed him and... (laughs) That's a middle linebacker's name, too, isn't it? Yeah, Crancitella. Crancitella. Mm. Second and nine for the Birds. Both wide receivers to the right. Dixon coming back in motion. The pitch is to him. He's sweeping to the left now, and he's tackled from behind, as the gain is a rather short one. Good pursuit that time by the linebacker, Tony Seaman, the junior, out of Sherman, Illinois. You know, I go back to that uh, completion of Tim Octobird, too, Dick, which was uh, three plays ago. That, you know, that that's a guy who you just plays the game, you kind of forget about him, and then all of a sudden, boom, there he is, and he makes a 15-yard completion. Solid, Solid pass reception. Solid player. He's the yeah. snapper as well for the Redbirds, and he's done a great job in that area all year long. Birds I like, I like a, to see him use, excuse me. Birds face a third and six here. We're down to 221 to go in the first half, and the Redbirds are trailing, or are leading, 21-7 to seven as Bosman is back to throw, puts it over the middle, that's caught! Robinson takes a big hit and hangs on at the 18-yard line. Cedric Kenner tried to get him to cough up the ball, and Kyle comes away from the play limping rather severely, favoring the left leg, but he'll hobble off the field on his own. Kenny Lasley will replace him, and the Birds have a first down at the 18-yard line. Second time the Robinsons made a catch over the middle, taking a big hit and come off the field limping. If you remember, Dickey did that in the first quarter after a big hit as well, so uh, maybe it's the same thing with him. Just kind of gets numb in that uh, right side a little bit. Steve Wilson lined up wide to the right. Actually, four wide receivers. The freshman Terrell Patrick in on this play as well with Dixon and Lasley back to throw Bosman looks to the right throws in that direction and that ball's picked off in the end zone by Southern Illinois it was thrown right to the defender and it's Hendricks who's angling up along the sidelines and now is out of bounds Over there, I believe, at about the 25, 24-yard line, the Salukis get the football on the second Redbird turnover of the day. Bossman was stepping up into the pocket, Dick, and I think, again, he was hit right as he released the football and uh, actually caused the ball maybe to even be tipped or his arm to be uh, stopped the momentum and did not get the ball up and over the top of the defender, who is Hendricks. Hendricks is right there to make the interception at the goal line. And that is interception number six of the year against... Joel Bosman compared with 10 touchdown passes. That's still a pretty good ratio. 21-7 to 7 in favor of Illinois State. Southern now with the ball fairly deep in its own territory. Melvin Dukes gets the handoff. He does some slanting and juking and now he's dropped after a gain of about four. That was a long play for a four yard gain. Deion McDaniel came up there along with Billy Randall's to make the hit. Well, and with, with a guy like Billy Randles floating around back there, you don't want to stop and juke around with this guy. You know, you want to take Billy Randall's head on. You may not win the battle, but the more you juke, the better chance you give him of getting up ahead of steam and just, he doesn't juke with you. He's just going to plow right through you. So if you're running against a guy like Randles, you want to take him on instead of try to maneuver around him. Only a minute to go in the half. The Salukis do have all three of their timeouts, but it looks as though they're going to play it pretty cozy here as they give it off. To to Tolan, and he does get the first down, but not much more. But a six-yard gain out to the 35, and from there it'll be first and ten. The clock stopped for the moment as they move the chains forward with 54 seconds to play in the half. Back to Bruce Evans we go now. Quickly guys, Kyle Robinson uh, has got a little problem with his right knee. He felt a twinge on it. He's had it several times before. They don't think it's serious. We'll see him back in there. Something maybe you have to be taken care of after the season. Kyle down there flexing that knee right now as the give goes to Tolan. Starts to the outside. Knock cuts back to the middle. Gets across the 40. And he's at the 42-yard line before he's dumped by Herbie Demosthenes who's playing a lot in this game because the birds are going with one fewer linebacker, Demosthenes in there as an extra defensive back and he's the one who made that big interception return earlier which led to the third Redbird touchdown. This time he makes the tackle after about a six yard gain and the clock is still moving and it's a little surprising to me that Southern doesn't try to do a little bit more with this opportunity as they continue to run the ball here. We're down to 10 seconds to go on the half now. They're going to run it again, and this is Tolan diving out across the 40 to the 46-yard line. He does have a first down, and that'll stop the clock with six seconds left in the half. And will they call a timeout here and heave it down the field one time or not? Uh, I'd say if uh, you go with their pattern, no. They're just uh, going to go in at halftime trailing by two touchdowns. Well, I guess they. I don't figure that maybe one of their running backs can break one. They aren't going to be able to. Here, they haven't got the signal from the sideline yet. But my question is, why even (laughs) bother to run the football? I agree with you, Dick. Because what you could do is fumble it. I agree. And uh, it seems as though your chances of giving the ball up are better than your scoring the touchdown with that sort of attack and that little amount of time left. Now the half has come to a close. On the 25, over on the far side of the field, he's knocked out of bounds. By Dion McDaniel, who's all over the field on special teams, McDaniel made the stop at about the 32, 33-yard line, and that's where Southern starts first and ten. Well, we'll see how issues off or defensive front, excuse me, Dick, reacts as we start the third quarter. Now you remember. Over 100 yards of rushing for Southern Illinois, which is really uncharacteristic for the Salukis in the first half of play. They don't even average that in a game, so we'll see if there's any adjustments made. They're going to pass it here on the first play. David Pearson is the quarterback. He runs away from the defender. He's across the line of scrimmage, now across the 40, and he's tackled from behind by Charles Williams at the 42, just shy of the first down. Well, I like the way that day is so subtle, but if you looked at the way Charles Williams made that tackle, Dick, and they teach this is the right arm came right over the top of Pearson and made up almost like a karate chop on the football to try to strip the ball out of there. At the same time, the left arm is grabbing around the legs. I just love to see subtle little things like that to try to get you a know, turnover right away in the ballgame. And there's a flag on this play, of course, or something. Well, it is a flag. It's a problem with the clock. The clock oh, okay. now says 1524 to play... <laughs> in the third period we started of course with 15 minutes to play in the period now we've got a bit more than that so they're going to try to sort that situation out here before we resume play the gain on that play was nine yards second and one coming up for the salukis the birds play their final home game of 1994 Next Saturday, Eastern Illinois will be here, and of course we'll be here as well on the air with uh, pregame coverage at one oh five. Kickoff time is one thirty. Wide receivers both ways for the Salukis. Reggie Fowler, their top wide receiver, wide to the left, but they're running the ball on second and one and it's Dukes who gets nailed by Fisher, but not before he got the first down and got up to the 45-yard line. That's a three-yard pickup and it's first and ten, Southern Illinois. Nick, did I see Jim Cunningham out there that time too? He was on the tackle as well. Is that number ten, Jim Cunningham? Jim Cunningham is number ten and he is in the ballgame right now as an extra defensive back playing out on the corner. The birds going a lot with Five and six D-backs this afternoon. And he's in there right now instead of Deion McDaniel. As it is first and ten at the 46-yard line in Southern Territory for the Salukis. Here's Pearson back to throw this time. Over the middle, short gain to Dukes who is tackled almost immediately just into Redbird territory at the 49. About a five-yard pickup. Bill Randall's made the stop. Second and five for the Salukis who are moving it down the field here on the first possession of the second half. I'm kind of concentrating right now on that D-line, Dick, just to see if there's any pressure at all or, or, or to see if they're able to get away from those offensive linemen. If you remember... Bruce said that Sal Sincero was talking uh, early in the ball game about getting these guys off of you. Stop being tied up by them, and it it seems to me they're still being tied up with those big offensive linemen, not getting any penetration at all. Second and five. The only running back is Dukes. Rolling out to throw it, though, is Pearson looking long down toward Fowler, but he throws that one out of bounds. There was a flag thrown in the southern backfield. The Birds may have a decision to make here. It is going to be holding against the Salukis. And the question is, do you take the incompletion, which would set up third and about five, or the penalty, which would make it second and uh, 15 or so? They're talking to ISU's defensive captain, Damon Turner. Let's hear the decision from Bill Epsler. holding, And the offense still second down. And the birds have decided to take the penalty, so it's second and 15. Back at the 42-yard line in Southern Illinois Territory. Uh, and uh, the officials picked up a piece of uh, one of the Redbirds' belts, so maybe that's what they were holding on to. And I uh, actually pulled it right off of uh, somebody's pants. will not be able to hold that anymore. Nope. Fowler comes wide to the right on second and long. And Pearson gives it off. Sweeping to the right as Dukes. Turns the corner at the 45, quickly gets to the 50, and carries tacklers to about the 46-yard line. And that'll leave them... Just a couple yards short of the first down. Big game by Melvin Dukes of 13 yards back into Redbird territory at the 46. The interesting thing they did that time with Charles Williams, who was playing up in that uh, defensive tackle slot, is as soon as the ball was snapped, he just did a little shuffle step down the line. So he really didn't didn't make a penetration move. He just came straight down the line and was kind of reading the play almost like a linebacker would. So they instead of rushing four, they rushed three. They're trying anything, Dick, right now, and it, none of it's worked real well. Third and short, Jermaine Gray, wide right, Fowler left, back to throw, and it's incomplete intended for Dukes, as the quarterback had to get rid of it a little sooner than he wanted to because of the blitzing, Herbie Demosthenes, and what an interesting call on third down and about two. They've been running it so effectively, but they try to throw it out in the flat. They failed to complete it, and Gagliano was on the field to punch. Now, you know, and I, we've questioned that before. I just don't understand why you would do that when you run the ball as effectively as you had, especially today, and not thrown it very well. Keep running the football until ISU stops you. Deion McDaniel has had a 30-yard return and a Whoa. 10-yard return. This is a big kick, and McDaniel will let this one bounce, and it does go into the end zone. And that is uh, something different for the Redbirds. We do have, by the way, a penalty back at the line of scrimmage. But how many punts this year have gone out of bounds inside the five-yard line? The birds had three of them, two of which went out at the one at Northern Iowa last Saturday. Well, and, you know, we talked at halftime, Dick. Kicking games, special teams, very important. Either they can, they can help you a lot or they can kill you. And last week, you was part of being killed. We've got a, a face mask against the Redbirds called. Oh boy, they're going to accept that penalty and get the first down. And this will be the second time that's happened in this game. Second time the birds, well, on the previous occasion, actually it worked out to their benefit. No, that's right. No. That's that's the drive on which Southern scored the touchdown. Yeah. They had uh, the Southern to kick the field goal. As so we head down to listen to Bill foul. Well, face mask on the defense in the neutral zone. We go from the previous stop, 15 and first down. And that will put the ball at about the 30 yard line down in Redbird territory. Second time the birds have hurt themselves with a penalty on a kicking play. Previously it was on a field goal which was successful by Southern. They took the field goal away but wound up scoring a touchdown. This time the Salukis keep their drive alive as we head downstairs to our University Bookstore sideline microphone. Bruce? Just a little quick update on Armando's Fisher. He came out in that last series with a uh, bad right leg. Look A little knee there. He's trying to stretch him out. He's been walking back and forth, and I would expect to see him back in the lineup here shortly. And we do have Eric Johnson in there instead of him in that defensive line. Birds almost jumped off sides there. It's 1st and 10 right at the 30-yard line for Southern. Here's Pearson giving it off to Dukes, and he stopped behind the line. Larry Fitzpatrick, the true freshman out of Michigan with great penetration that time. Excuse me, Fitzpatrick out of the Chicago area with great penetration, and he made the stop for about a 2-yard loss. Well, you haven't seen that too often, Dick, and uh, he got back there in a hurry. A little stump that time. They brought Fitzpatrick from the left side, up to the middle of the field so what he did is he just looped it's got a loop stunt and uh, it looks to me that uh, Turner Damon Turner is lined up inside of him so they just do a little switch looped around and Fitzpatrick got back there I was right the first time Fitzpatrick is from Ypsilanti Michigan second and a dozen back to throw is Pearson looking to the left throwing over the middle that ball is incomplete a diving effort at the 22 yard line is unsuccessful by Reggie Fowler now this is an interesting defensive philosophy by the Redbirds, Dick. You tar- you've talked five and six defensive backs you know, with Hutton not out there, so they've gone more with the defensive backs than putting it in the linebacker. And Southern Illinois came into the ball, you talked about throwing the ball Better than they've run it. Well, even though Pearson has had time to throw the football, he's just not finding open receivers, yeah. at least wide open receivers. He's really having to thread the needle in there when they do complete him. So the defensive back's doing the job for the Redbirds. Third and 12 right now, and Pearson straight back to throw. Hard rush. He gets rid of it in a hurry, and the receiver is hit just as he makes the catch at the line of scrimmage. It's Stevens who labels the receiver on a tremendous job of holding on to the ball, although to no advantage for Southern because, if anything, they lost a little bit of yardage. And it's Reggie Fowler. Who was a little slow in getting up after the last play. He was even slower getting up to his feet this time. You, you know what that play was? It was a, like a wide receiver screen where they delay the wide receiver and bring him across the middle and try to get some blockers in front of him. <laughs> Chris Stevens obviously had seen enough on the game field to know when that was coming up. And, I mean, he timed that perfectly. When Fowler caught the pass, Stevens was right there to nail him. Boy, they they've spotted the ball back at the 34-yard line, and actually I thought he went down at about the 33. But it doesn't matter. They're going to punt it anyway. I was thinking that'd be critical if they wanted to try a field goal, but they've decided it's too long. It would be about a 50-yarder or so, and so they're going to punt it. Gagliano will try to pin the birds deep here as the Redbird defense really stiffened after that mistake on the uh, penalty on the punt. Here's Gagliano's boot, high one, angled toward the sidelines, and it will go out of bounds inside the 20, but it doesn't appear to be too far inside the 20-yard line. As the lineman spots it going out, well, he's, he's working right up to the 20, and he says it was at the 20-yard line. So the birds get pretty good field position after the Southern Illinois punt. That's a productive opening second-half drive for the Salukis, but they get no points out of it. And the birds wind up with the football at the 20-yard line with their 21-7 lead still intact. Was that a 14-yard punt? That's what it works out to be. Gary can kick it that far. Well, he wanted to get it out of bounds further downfield than that. It's the same thing as the punt into the end zone, for which he would have gotten credit for 34 yards. Here's Bosman giving it to his foot back. Maceo fumbled it, and a scramble for the loose ball around the 30-yard line. It's still loose, and now somebody's collared it. And we'll have to get down to the bottom of the pile to see who did. Rainey had a big hole up the middle, had about a 7-yard gain, but coughed up the football. Yeah, they they still haven't figured it out, Dick. There's a lot of bodies. Southern Illinois not reacting like they've got it, though some fighting for the ball still and it appears that the birds did come up with that loose thing we'll see who got it <laughs> one official's got his head right down deep in the pile i mean he is really searching things out i think it's tim Oktoberg, the guy down there that has it uh, now it is Octoberg who gets up and did manage to come up with that loose football rainey had a chance to get it himself after he dropped it but it squirted away from him again and Octaverg was on the spot to pick up the loose ball, and the birds actually gained an extra three or four yards because of the fumble and wind up getting the first down. I think if you want anybody down there rooting for a fumble, it would be Tim Octaverg. I mean, you know, what a guy got good hands. He's strong, sure-handed guy. You know, that's that's the guy you want. Well, that up. is Kenny Mossman just points out to us that's his second fumble recovery this season. He is a guy you want to have around the football. That's right. First and ten for the birds. Southern showing blitz here. And here's the delayed handoff, and it's not a good exchange as Hill bangs into Bosman, and it's going to take a big loss on this play. Back at the 24-yard line, they lost about six yards, and now more flags are being thrown. This was after the play. What the deal? I think it's going to be against Will Hill because uh, the officials were staring him down. Let's see. Got dead ball a foul on the offense. It is against Will Hill apparently and let's go down to Bruce Evans and see if he knows more about it. Well, I saw the same thing you did. it was will after the play you know I talked to the referee at halftime about the very ragged first or uh, the start in the first quarter and he was saying you know we got to get on top of these guys right away when it's that emotional and obviously he decided to pick up in the second half where he started off this, this football game trying to get control of it and the emotions are still flowing very high. Well it's half the distance from the uh, spot where they made the tackle at the 24 which moves the ball all the way back to the 12 yard line. Again it's a dead ball foul and so the play counts and so does the penalty. And the birds find themselves up against it now facing second down and about 28 yards to go. They lead 21 to 7 here with 10 and a half minutes to go in period number 3. Four wide receivers on this play for Joel Bosman, who gives it off to his only running back. Big hole for Rainey at the 20, 25-yard line. Stood up there by Hendricks, and now he drags Hendricks with him to the 28-yard line. That's a 14-yard pickup by Macy Rainey, and the birds now just have another 14 yards or so to go for the first down. That, that hole is huge. That, that, was, that was a 10-yard wide hole. Well, the Saluki is expecting pass, and that helps set up the hole, but gives some credit to that offensive line, for sure. Well, they've been doing it all game long. You know, I mean, they really have. They've been opening up some great holes to run through. And I think that's what Jim Haycock's upset about, Dick. Great field position. Really, the kicking game's been the only strong point. Third and 13. Bosman back to throw. Looks over the middle. Can't find anybody. Now dumps it off to Robinson, who catches it at the 30, and works toward the sidelines, and gets to the 35 before he's knocked out of bounds, And that's another healthy gain, and the birds now will face a third and five as Alex Hairston finally made the stop. Excuse me, that's right, it's fourth down now, and so the Redbirds will have to kick the football. They threw it short, hoping Robinson could run for the first down, and he couldn't. And so Todd Kers is on the field, but at least they got it out of the uh, shadow of their own end zone there. They were back at the 14. They moved it up to the 35 in a couple of plays, and now Kurz will have some room to kick it away. Bad kick for Todd, it will roll a little bit his way, but now it goes out of bounds at the 38-yard line, and that turns out to be a 26-yard punt, and the Salukis will have pretty good field position at their own 38-yard line as they trail by two touchdowns, nine minutes to go in the third period. Man. Well, not uh, not a great performance by the Birds, but they're ahead. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Fowler to the right as Pearson gets it and gives it off to the tailback, and Tolan sneaks through there, and now he's stopped by one of the defensive backs. That's Dwayne Butler after about a 10-yard gain. As Tolan went through a lot of traffic, Redbirds missed him, and he is close to getting enough for the first down and does have enough for the first down. At the 48-yard line in Southern Territory. <laughs> that, that's, a, that's a pretty tough call. It Didn't did it seem like it was a little yeah. closer? <laughs> I mean, that was just automatic. No well, measurement. Here we go. They, uh, <laughs> they measured all game? Yeah, they did yeah, right down right. there by the goal line. Yeah, you know? That's when we saw that it, yeah, it was yeah. definitely was a no first down. <laughs> first and 10 for the Salukis. Back to Pro Pearson. Over the middle it goes, and Jones can't catch that one. Just a little bit up over his reach. Pretty good coverage. Randalls and Butler were both there, but that ball was almost thrown to exactly the right spot for Jones. Billy Randalls almost got caught out of position, too, Dick. He took about three quick steps up to the line of scrimmage, then saw Jones getting behind him, recovered nicely enough, and was in line between Pearson and Jones, which made Pearson put a little loft on the ball to try to drop it over Randall's head, and it just got too much, and it sailed over Jones' head incomplete. Second down and 10 yards to go for the Salukis. Bird's still up 21 to 7. It was at one point tied 7-7. That was back in the first period. Delayed handoff to Tolan. A flag has been thrown. Tolan has a nice game going deep into Redbird territory across the 40. And now he's bumped down at the 38-yard line. That's plenty of yardage for the first down as he picked up about 13. But this one may be coming back. I'd say it's a hold. It was thrown by the umpire. And right in the middle of all that. Both teams suffering lots of penalties. It is holding against the Salukis. Now Southern, even in the game that they won last week over Western Kentucky, was penalized 17 times for over 150 yards. They're going to get up close to that today. That's holding on the offense, still second down. There's the call by Bill Etzler, and how many infractions is that? That's six against the Salukis for 56 yards. The Birds have now committed eight penalties for 82 yards. Well, I guess Southern, unless they really step it up here, will not get 17 penalties. Well, don't count that out, Dick. That's still By possible, the way I, uh, I tell you, I wouldn't put anything past anybody in this game. My goodness sake. Reggie Fowler, wide to the right. So is David Smith. And back to throw is Pearson on second and quite long. Over the middle it goes. That ball's incomplete, intended for Jermaine Gray, who stretched his body out and tried to make the catch. Dwayne Butler was also there for an opportunity to catch the ball. Neither one got it. And the incomplete pass sets up third down and about 19 yards to go with the ball back at the 39-yard line in Southern Territory. I mentioned the Redbirds will be at home to play Eastern Illinois next week. The Salukis will play another game on the road. They're third in a row away from home. They're at Southwest Missouri next Saturday. They still have to play at Northern Iowa third and 19 as back to throw is Pearson. Lots of time. Now he pumps. Now he can't find anybody and he gets away from a couple of tacklers. Still looking for a receiver. Now he puts it up there and it's going to be caught by Jones. 25 yard line 20 with the angle as Butler but he won't get to him. Jones scores the touchdown and the Salukis are within 8 points at 21 to 13. Uh, a couple of things you got to point out. Number one is the good job by Pearson of getting out of the uh, grasp of one of the defensive players for Illinois State. The other is downfield. There was a great block thrown by William Tolan. Bill Randles looked like he was going to catch up to Jones after he caught the pass, but Tolan got down there, got a piece of Randall just to knock him off, and uh, Jones was able to skip into the end zone. And the touchdown makes it 21-13 in favor of the Birds as now the Salukis can get. Two within, seven points. Ryan Gibbon is their kicker. The holder is Pearson, the quarterback. 7.53 left in the third quarter as Gibbon punches it through there. And it's a seven-point ball game now. Redbirds 21, Saluki's 14. And we'll continue with more here in just one minute on the ISU Redbird Football Network. Well, the Redbird lead has been cut in half. It is now a 21-14 ball game. 61-yard touchdown pass from Pearson to Jones, and boy, it sure appeared as though Pearson was going to get sacked. Somehow he got away from two Redbird defenders who may have gotten in each other's way a little bit. And Jones was open. Pearson found him. Give the Salukis credit. And and uh, also, think of how much time he had to throw the ball before oh, the yeah. pressure was on. Yeah. You know? And then once he got away from it, he had even more time, and Jones was just kind of floating around going, well, yeah, I'll find a spot. Those defensive backs can't cover him forever. That's right. Bohannon will kick it off. Birds have had a couple of big kickoffs in this game. Let's see if they can get another one here as they try to build that lead back to two touchdowns. Pretty good kick by Bohannon, it flies to the 6-yard line, McDaniel has it there. He's quickly up 2-20, to runs through a couple of people, he's at the 30, and he works his way to the 38 before he's tackled from behind. So the birds with another good return, they've had plenty of rows in this game, and they start with good field position as we head back downstairs after our... University Liquor's kickoff, we head to our University Bookstore sideline microphone and here again is Bruce Evans. Well Dick, not surprisingly, Coach Jim Haycock was over there with the defense specifically talking to those linemen again saying those offensive linemen are the worst in the uh, gateway and they're just whipping your behinds so you gotta get a little bit tougher. Wants them to get off the ball a lot faster. We'll see what happens next time the Salukies have the football. As the birds are up over it now. Bosman with the eye behind him. Will Hill is the tailback. Macy O'Reilly is the fullback. Hickey Thompson has still not played in this ballgame. And here's the fake to Will. Rolling out is Joel. Bosman is going to run it. He's quickly to the 45 and he's close to the first down. He might have been forced out of bounds. He was just before he got the first down. Nothing wrong with that. It'll be second down and very short for the birds just shy of midfield. Will Hill just cleaned the clock of Ryan Smith. The defensive right in. Hill got the play fake and just wiped Smith out. There's some pretty good hitting going on here occasionally, but uh, it it has not been a real pretty game. These teams don't like one another very much. That's rather obvious. We've had lots of personal fouls. Yeah, we probably had, what, 15, 14, 15 penalties, and I bet uh, six or seven of them are personal fouls. We're about to get another one, I believe, although maybe not. There was an early snap and a quarterback sneak by Bosman, and half of the Redbird offensive line stayed in position as Joel picked up about three yards right over the middle to the 49-yard line and uh, no penalties the ball was snapped and the quarterback and the center and I believe the two guards were the only ones who moved and that's okay sometimes there is a silent signal between quarterback and center uh, because you don't want the defense to, to be set and that's exactly what happened it was uh, second and inches and they were able to pick it up easily so it's first and ten for the birds they're just on the other side of midfield 21-14 Redbird lead is only seven points now over the Salukis of Southern Illinois. Macy Rainey in motion, the give to Will Hill up the middle. There's room for Will. He bangs his way across the 45 and gets to the 41-yard line. That's another nine-yard pickup on first down. It'll be second and about one coming up here for Illinois State. I think both these teams' defensive lines have uh, taken a little break this afternoon. Neither one of them doing anything uh, against the offensive lines. Illinois State's been able to run the ball very easily too, Dick. Tony Seaman, the linebacker out of Sherman, Illinois, made the stop that time for the Salukis. It's second and one as Kyle Robinson is wide to the left side, Kevin Dixon to the right. Rainey and Hill, still the running backs. They've been in there almost all the way for the Birds. Here's the give to Hill and he stopped behind the line, jumping through there and making the defensive play for the Salukis. Was, I believe, a blitzing linebacker that time, or else it was, well, it was Zarglista Scott, the lineman, who got through there almost unblocked. And that'll make it third and three. Well that's a killer when you have yeah. second and one and suddenly you're facing third and three and the birds need to convert this or they're going to have to give up the ball. Hill and Rainey. split this time in the backfield, both wide receivers to the left. It's Dixon in motion toward the right, the pitch to him, and he cuts inside and he cuts back and gets the first down and more, sheds a tackle, and now goes down. He was just tripped up by the last man who had a chance to get him at the 32-yard line. Big defensive play for Southern made that time by David Jacobs, a lineman. Junior from Pasadena, California. First down for the birds at the 31-yard line. Interesting call, Dick. On third and short, to to run a little end around, but. You know, He runs like a tailback. He he got the ball, and I just like the way he's thinking ahead on what move he's going to make. He's not reacting right as he gets there. He was looking for that cutback as soon as he got behind the line of scrimmage, and he knew where the first hole was going to be, and he was looking beyond that. Dixon has rushed the ball twice now in this game for 14 yards. He picked up a dozen that time and could have had a lot more. As the give goes to Maceo, and he's bottled up. He banged his way for a yard, maybe two, To the 30-yard line, pretty good second effort by Macy O'Reaney to get anything at all on that play. Tommy Anderson, the sophomore linebacker from Chicago, made the stop, and now one of the Salukis a little slow in getting up. And they'll attend to him with 5-12 left in the third period. 21-14, Redbirds lead the way here over Southern Illinois' Salukis. Let's uh, head downstairs. Bruce Evans has something for us. Okay, well, guys, well, we have a little break in the action here. I think it's interesting to point out that this drive is being uh, really fought up front with three of the reserves offensive linemen for the Redbirds, although one of those is Corey Mackey, the preseason All-American, coming off the injury. Also in there is Jeremy, Jeremy Keeble, though, and Mike Croning. So uh, they've been doing it behind the second string, uh, guys. But I'll tell you what, these guys have been doing the job all year. Yeah, Mike Croning and Jeremy Keeble have seen quite a bit of playing time. Croning, a sophomore from Lombard, 275-pounder. He played in 10 games last year, and he's played in all of them so far this year. And Keeble, the uh, veteran for the Birds, he's a junior out of Chester, Illinois, down there in the southern part of the state. Played in all 11 games last year and has started once so far this year, but has seen a lot. Of time on the field, birds are fairly deep in that offensive line despite the injury to Corey Mackey. Meanwhile, they continue to attend to the injured Southern player, and we're so blocked from him that it's pretty hard for us to see exactly what they're working on down there. Birds led seven, nothing. Southern tied it in the first period. And then the Redbirds scored back-to-back touchdowns late in the first and early in the second quarter and led 21-7 at the half. But the Salukis, on a 61-yard pass from Pearson to tight end Damon Jones, who has scored both of Southern's touchdowns in this game, are back to within one TD. 21-14 is now the score. Damon Jones is a big-time player. He now has five touchdown passes for the season. He's huge yeah, He's a big guy at 255 with good speed. He originally played with Michigan and transferred to Southern Illinois because of a little problem he ran into with the uh, with the University of Michigan. And the Salukis are very happy to have him. He's a guy that the uh, NFL scouts will be looking at. He's only a sophomore right now out of Evanston. The injured player for the Salukis is now being helped off the field, it's Patrick Baldwin, one of their starting defensive linemen out of Houston, Texas. And he is putting a little bit of weight on that left leg, but as little as he can. And I don't know if it's the knee or the ankle, it looks like the way he's walking, it could be the knee. uh, When they were attending to him, Dick, they were kind of feeling around in the in the calf area in between the knee and the ankle and uh you just don't know anymore with these kids and i really admire the patience in which these athletic trainers work with these kids i mean they make sure before they get them up that they've talked to them they've they've checked everything out and uh you know that is an area of the game that has improved so much in that circumstance the game can wait obviously you You gotta make sure that uh you're not making any mistakes down there second and about eight for the birds here's bosman with the fake handoff now throws it out to the side it's caught by Rainey. he has room to run 25 now angles back across the 20 he broke a tackle and he'll score the touchdown which puts the birds ahead 27 the 14. Rainey ran right through a couple of Salukis after he had produced the first down yardage. That's a matter of a defensive back or a defensive player not willing to come up and put a shot on a running back, whereas the running back is looking for the contact. Maceo Rainey initiated contact that time and the defensive players weren't willing to come up and give it back to him and he ran right through those two guys. They were laying down about the 20 yard line practically humiliated after missing that tackle and Maceo's in the end zone. 30-yard TD run for Maceo Rainey, his second rushing touchdown of the year, his fourth touchdown overall. Excuse me, that's right, he received that. I was thinking about how far he ran with the ball. That was a, uh, a 30-yard touchdown pass, and so it's Rainey's third touchdown pass of the year. He has four touchdowns in all. Todd Kerrs adds the extra point to make it 28-14. to The Birds have their two-touchdown lead back here with 4.45 to go in the third quarter. We'll continue with more here from Hancock Stadium in just a minute on the ISU Redbird Football Network. Todd Kerrs with the kick it's toward the side and it's scooped up at the 15-yard line by William Tolan. He gets across the 30 and he's spun around there. Herbie Demosthenes made the stop. Salukis start at their own 35 as the Redbirds again lead it 28 to 14. That last time they went 61 yards for the score. Touchdown pass number 11 for Joel Bosman now in five games. That was an important drive, too, Dick, because kind of a fluke play, if you will. Southern Illinois got back to within one score, and Illinois State had a nice drive. It, they didn't have one real huge play there. They kind of worked it down the field, picked up some nice first downs, and got into the end zone. The biggest play was the touchdown play. Rolling out as Pearson, throws it out in the flat, and he threw it poorly. It's incomplete. Intended for David Smith, who couldn't quite reach up high enough to haul that one in. There is a flag on the play. Surprise! David Smith is a huge guy too. He is I mean, Two, listed at 252. He's uh, listed as a wide receiver and does usually line up off the tackle ways. As this time we have an ineligible receiver downfield for the Salukis, and the birds have the choice here. I think that's a five-yard penalty. I was thinking it's a loss of down. No, it's not loss okay. of down. If it was, there'd be no decision. eligible downfield, and the offense penalty has declined. It is turned up. down. I think it's five yards, and that would make some sense here. It would either be uh, first and 15 or second and 10, and the birds opt for second and 10 at the 35-yard line. 4.35 left third period. The birds have never trailed in this game. It was tied at one point at seven. two wide receivers to the right, one to the left and Pearson on a draw play gives it off to Dukes who gets hammered behind the line of scrimmage. He couldn't quite sneak through there as the birds were in with great penetration early on that one. It was Chris Stevens, the linebacker who dropped him. Damon Turner also near the play. And again, Saluki is a little slow in getting up. This is Dukes that's slow getting up and uh, you remember Bruce said that Jim Haycock challenged the defensive line a little bit the last time they came off the field and uh... A Nice job of stacking things up in there. Larry Langlois is in there, and uh, Williams and Damon Turner, doing a nice job of jamming things up in the middle. Now they attend to Melvin Dukes, who is still down on the turf, and while they do, let's give you some high school finals. In Class 1A, Deer Creek Mackinac, in overtime, defeated Stronghurst Southern 6-0. Franklin Center over El Paso, 14-0. 2-0. 2-0. Lexington defeats Monmouth Warren 20-19. In Class 3A, Pontiac over Mendota 42-14. Bloomington Central Catholic will now travel to Pontiac for its second round game next weekend. And normal Community beaten by East St. Louis senior. The Flyers knock off the Ironmen 46-11. to 11. In Class 5A, East St. Louis will now travel to rockford Portland. rockford on the number one seed in its bracket. That'll be an interesting confrontation one week from this weekend. Bloomington High School here in this area will play at Peoria Central next weekend, either Friday night or Saturday. I'm looking at your sheet and the way I'm reading it, it looks like most of the Class 4A games were played on a Friday night. Is that right? Yeah. Just so it's interesting to kind of look at that now that they have a choice. Yeah, they, about half the teams uh, opted for the Friday night game. And, you know, this early in the year, the weather is still likely to be pretty nice. Indeed, it, it is nice uh, this weekend. And so uh, Friday night is the night for high school football. I think if the weather's not a factor, why not do it then? Sure. It is third down and about 11, and they've helped Melvin Dukes off the field. And I'm not sure we'll be seeing any more of him as he is putting almost no weight on the right leg. Meanwhile, the Salukis need to convert a third down here. They're down a couple of touchdowns. Pearson back to throw. He gets rid of it over the middle, and that one's caught by the door. It's dropped by the tight end, and there's a flag on the play. They ruled incomplete as Jones thought for a moment that he had held it long enough so that it might be called a fumble because he pounced back on the ball. But the flag may change it all. I'm wondering if there's some kind of pass interference here. That's what I would guess. There's interference. On the defense, first down. They called it against the Redbirds, and that'll be a 15-yard penalty and an automatic first down as the ball will be moved to near midfield. (laughs) These these guys are making a ton ton of penalty calls. We haven't kept track of how many have been refused. How many is that against the Birds now, Gary? That is number nine for 97 yards. My guess is that's the most yardage the birds have been penalized for this season. That's an area in which they're usually pretty efficient. Reggie Fowler wide to the right, Jermaine Gray to the left, and the Salukis are still in business here. Still 4.02 to go in the third quarter. This has been a long football game. Back to throw is the quarterback, Pearson finds Smith, and he's bumped out of bounds after making the catch at the 45-yard line in Redbird territory. Dwayne Butler made the stop, but that's a six-yard gain. And now another Southern player is a little slow in getting up. It's one of their offensive linemen this time. Guy hurt is Chris Myers, a junior from Carmi, Illinois, and they'll attend to him. And this is a physical football game, obviously. And Charles Williams is the guy that put the shot on Myers. He would be the third Southern player to be helped off the field if indeed he does need some assistance here on this series. I was going to say, in this series alone, Yeah. yeah. 28-14. The Redbirds on top here over Southern Illinois. The Birds looking for their third straight win over the Salukis. And by the way, if they get it, it'll be the first time since the early 70s that the Birds have won three in a row over the team from Carbondale. They did it in 72, 73, and 74. And it would be their third home field win in a row over Southern Salukis. I'll tell you, Jim Haycock has had his share of conversations with the officials' crew, in particular with Bill Etzler, the uh, referee. <laughs> they're, uh, they're not talking about dinner either, Dick. <laughs> uh, Jim is not too happy with the way his guys have played this afternoon, but he's also not thrilled with uh, with the guys in the stripes and the job they've done. Well, and I'll be honest with you, there's some calls that I... I'm I'm not brilliant at this either, but there's been some calls that I have seen what they called it on, and and can't find any fault with what happened. We have Eastern Illinois now ahead of Indiana State, thirty to twenty-one in the fourth quarter. At one point, we were told Indiana State led seventeen to fourteen, which means the Sycamores have scored two safeties in the interim. So there could be a mistake there, but for now we have Eastern Illinois ahead, thirty to twenty-one at home against Indiana State. Well, maybe there's a, you know, four-point field goal or something now that we don't know about. (laughs) I think that's the only way to score four. (laughs) Uh, Southwest Missouri out in front of Central State, 14 to nothing. They're in the fourth quarter of that game at Southwest Missouri. And we've mentioned the Big Gateway Conference championship game tonight at the Unidome in Northern Iowa between Western Illinois and Northern Iowa. Myers is walking off the field under his own power. But he is going to the sidelines, he appears to be walking okay though, we may see more of him later on. At any rate, the Salukis are up over the ball, they face 2nd down and 4 at the 45 yard line in their own territory. Bird showing blitz, Randall's up at the line of scrimmage, now he drops off, here's the toss out to the side, it's caught. And it is a first down, as the tackle is made immediately by Frankie West against Reggie Fowler, but a little slant-in pattern there gets them five yards. They needed four for the first down, and so it's first and ten at the 40 in Redbird territory. Good coverage by Frankie West, but uh, on that slant, he was behind the receiver, and boy, it's just, if the ball is right there, it's very difficult to knock it away from that position. Jermaine Gray now back in the game for the Salukis. Meanwhile, Joel Bosman warming up on the sidelines. It's been so long since he's been out on the field. He didn't want to get stiffened up. First and ten, Southern Illinois. In motion is Reggie Fowler. Here's Pearson. A play fake. He rolls left, looks to throw, spins away from Radford, but Benny gets him anyway. Great play as he sacks him back at the 48-yard line, a loss of eight yards. That's just a good aggressive play by Benny Radford. You know, a lot of times... Defensive guys will get out there and they'll get faked out because you know the back, quarterback, running back, whatever it is, makes a little move and a defender goes for that. Benny didn't do that. He he said, "I'm going for this point." He ran hard to that point. The quarterback was almost by him. He reached out, got a piece of the jersey, and made the play. That's just good hustle. Radford's third sack of the year, and now it's second down and about 18 for Southern. Two wide receivers left, one to the right. Here's the give to the running back. And Tolan just tripped up after he crossed the 45-yard line, or he would have had quite a few more yards. Herbie Demosthenes got just enough of him. The gain is about eight, what they lost on the previous play, and now it'll be third and ten. But Demosthenes didn't get much of him, just enough. And uh, yeah, I I would think Tolan has to go back to the huddle, being a little disappointed he didn't get through that tackle. Just kind of lost his balance a yeah. little bit as uh, as Herbie got a piece of his legs. Third and ten. Two wide receivers to the left. Birds up a couple of touchdowns, but still lots of time to go. Two minutes left in the third quarter. Pearson looks to throw it quickly. Does get it out to Jones, who tries to get away and can't. Boy, a good job of hanging on there by Billy Randles as he wouldn't let Jones get away. And then finally Billy got some help from Chris Stevens. They did not get the first down the gain about three or four yards and the Salukis will have to kick it away. Boy, Randall's hanging on to Damon Jones and he was holding a handful there. Yeah, that guy is a moose. Billy knew he wasn't going to bring him down by himself. Well, he was holding on saying, help, help. Waiting for the assistance to come and it did come in time. Gagliano... We'll try to pin the birds deep, although you got to watch for a fake here. And now a flag has flown, and uh, I think there was some movement in the southern offensive line. Yeah, they Charles, Charles Williams came out and made a quick step, and then uh, I think the left guard moved quickly. Charles was pointing at him, at least. Redbirds didn't even have a punt return team on the field. They were looking for the fake there. Now well, they've waved off the flag. And the Redbirds are wondering what's going on. Jim Haycock is beside himself. Now he wants his defense back on the field. He doesn't believe they're going to kick it here. He wants his defense ready for a fake. As long as it's fourth and six here instead of fourth and 11. So he puts the defense back on the field. McDaniel is back a little ways in case they do kick it and in case he wants to return it. But the other guys are lined up as if to play defense. So let's see what the Salukis are going to do. They'll snap it to Gagliano, and he does kick it, and angles it toward the side. And where's it going to go out of bounds? It bounces out of bounds, and the official will spot it at the nine-yard line. The birds will start at their own nine after a 27-yard kick. 1.52 left, third quarter. Redbirds up 28-14 to over Southern Illinois. <laughs> I thought Jim Haycock was going to pull that little manager right with him onto the field. Did you see him? He, he was <laughs> that upset. manager was flying behind him. I don't know who he is. He was on him before the game as one of the seniors, Uh-oh. and I know Jim respects him a lot. Well, I, there was some movement in that offensive line. Oh, there line. was. There's Jim, no question Jim about did it. I could not believe that penalty flag was waved <laughs> off. That manager does. he holds on to the uh, headphone cord. Here's the pitch to Will Hill. He gets outside, bangs his way across the fifteen. He's to about the eighteen before they finally put him down. Boy, Will running with some some meaning in this game. It was Hendricks who made the stop. The thing is, if it you know, if it was totally missed, maybe you could understand that if the flag was never thrown. But once it's thrown, somebody obviously saw it. So why would you why would you wave it off? Because these guys don't know what they're doing, that's why. <laughs> We've already had 20 penalties, Call. What are you talking about? These guys are nuts. Second down and a yard to go for the birds. We're in the final 90 seconds now of what has been a very long third quarter. Birds up 28 to 14. In motion, Macy O'Reaney. Here's the give to Will Hill. He's going to get the first down. He's going to get some more as he crosses the 25 and spins his way out to the 28-yard line. First and 10 from there for the Redbirds. Back down we go to our University Bookstore sideline microphone. Bruce Evans, go ahead. Well, on that uh, waved-off flag, it is interesting uh, when you do wave one off. But what the situation was, there was a lineman on the offensive side, not down in his three-point stance. So he can actually move. And he flinched. And then they called it. And so technically, it's not a penalty unless it uh, draws off the uh, the defense so that's where they waved it off all right well that's at least a reasonable explanation Evans has bailed off those guys in the stripes for this time all right I got a little hill meantime goes to the left gets across the 30 to the 31 that's about a three maybe four yard gain for the birds who will face second down on what might be the final play of the third period here coming up? All right, hypothetical situation then. You've got a passing down and you've got linemen in a two-point stance and they flinch like that guy yeah. did. Are they not going to throw the flag against the offensive uh, line? What, I guess it depends on what kind of stance you mean to get into. Are you going to, are you going to, once you're in a stance, whether it be a two-point stance or a three-point stance, you've got to stay there. Obviously. Well, that's what that guy was in, wasn't he? Well, maybe not. No. <laughs> what kind of stance was he in there? He was in a different type of stance. <laughs> okay. Second down and six. Here's Bosman rolling out to his right, looking and throwing way down the field and it's going to be picked off by Lawrence of Southern. He's back to the 50 after making the catch at the 40. Now he comes to the right. He has some blockers in front of him. He'll make the corner on Zebarth. Trying to catch him from behind as Dixon and a couple of Redbirds converge on him and finally knock him down at the 24-yard line as the period comes to an end. Well, Southern Illinois back in business after Bosman is intercepted for the second time in this game and after the Birds turn it over for the third time. Southern will have it at the Redbird 24 as the fourth quarter begins here in just a bit. It's 28-14 in favor of the Birds. We'll return in one minute on the ISU Redbird Football Network. 28-14 in favor of Illinois State before this first and ten play here for the Salukis. Let's take a quick station break up a couple of touchdowns as we start the fourth quarter. We pause for ten seconds now on the ISU Redbird Football Network. William Tolan gets the handoff here on first and ten. Right up the middle he goes and he's stopped at the twenty after a four-yard gain. Second and six will be the situation next. Billy Randalls and Herbie Demosthenes combined to make the hit. One correction on the high school score we gave earlier. Not on the uh, The winner, but on the score, Franklin Center beat El Paso 21, excuse me, 20 to nothing. 20 to nothing, Franklin Center over El Paso. We'll give you some more high school playoff scores later on. Pearson back to throw here on second and six toward the corner. He's got his man. That's Smith, the big wide receiver, and he's bumped out of bounds at the 11, but that's a first down for the, no, excuse me, yeah, it is enough for the first down. That's right at the 11-yard line. It looked like a pick play, too, and Jim Hancock again upset. One of the receivers, Reggie Fowler, from the outside, went down to the inside part of the field at around uh, the 15-yard line or so It looked to be shielding the ISU defense from getting out to Smith, who was the intended receiver and actually ended up catching the football. Saluki's looking to get back to within a touchdown once again. The ball at the 12-yard line where it is first and 10. Hey, Bruce Evans is right down there where the play happened. It it sure looked like that Fowler took out the defense uh, on that play. Wide receivers both ways. Dunn is in motion. Here's the give to Tolan. He bangs to the 10, maybe the 9, right over the middle. Three-yard pickup. Let's see what uh, Bruce knows about that situation. Go ahead. Well guys, it's only a pick uh, if the contact is initiated by the offensive player and what the uh, official here told Jim Haycock was that in his opinion it was initiated by the defensive player. Now I'm standing down here and I'm not sure I agree, but that doesn't make any difference, does it? And, uh, well, if it doesn't make any difference what Coach Haycock thinks, they probably aren't going to be checking (laughs) with you, Bruce. You're absolutely (laughs) right about that. (laughs) Second and seven from the nine. Back to throw, Pearson looking toward the corner, puts it out there, but it's incomplete. Probably should have been caught, but it would have been a short gain even if it had been snared by the uh, wide receiver for Southern Illinois out there, Jermaine Gray. One thing that Pearson did that time is he never looked off the right side of the field. There were two receivers out there, Jermaine Gray being one of them, and Pearson just locked on that side, really never looked back this way. And one of the guys that he could have looked back toward was Damon Jones, who has got two touchdown, the only two touchdown passes of the game, who was on the left-hand side. you got to scan the field a little bit. Third down and seven from the nine-yard line. Pretty big play here. Here's Pearson, back to throw, looking over the middle, backpedaling, now he's running out of time, now he's hit, flag goes down as he is dropped, the ball comes free, but they've ruled him down, and it is a sack pending the penalty, as the play is made by Chris Stevens, I believe was in there first, it's holding against Southern, the Birds will refuse that, and that will give the Salukis a decision here, they'll face fourth down at the 18-yard line, they got to get to the two to get the first down. Well, that so, time he was, lo- excuse me, Dick. That time he was looking in the direction of Damon Jones and the Redbirds again did a nice job of coverage downfield. You know, one thing I think a positive on this defense of so holding, and the offense penalty has declined. So fourth the birds down. Are, the birds will set up the fourth down situation. Is a play is the play the defensive backs? You know, you think of how many times Pearson has had a lot of time to look the field over and has not been able to get rid of the football. A lot of times it's because the defense doing such a good job the back coverage is so well and and I think you got to think that is a positive of the defensive play this afternoon. They're gonna go for the field goal at least they're lining up as if to go for the field goal that would still leave them 11 points behind and still leave them two scores behind 28-14 the score right now is this one will be spotted at the 25 yard line Ryan Gibbon will try for the 35-yard field goal. There's the placement, the kick is up, and it is right through the middle. He's made two of them this afternoon, but the other one was uh, negated because of a penalty against ISU, and Southern eventually scored a touchdown on that possession. No flag here, and so the Salukis are forced to settle for three, and it's 28 to 17 now. The Redbirds are up 11. We have a final score from Evanston where Illinois won today over Northwestern 28 to 7. The Illini are back over the 500 mark now in the Big 10. The uh, Birds still up by 11 1308 now left to go in the ball game there's our first field goal of this contest the Redbirds not out of the woods yet but it was very significant there that they were able to hold the Salukis to the field goal rather than the TD yeah no question about it that could play uh, a very big part in in the remainder of this ball game right now kickoff coming up for Bohannon and the Redbirds who've been excellent on returns both punts and kickoffs and in one case an interception return will try and do it again here and give the offense good field position It's been a long game. We're going to be going well over three hours before this one is over with. We're only about 22 minutes away from the three hour mark right now. There's a basketball scrimmage here. That's going to be over by the time this (laughs) game over. It it may be underway before this game is over. Oh man! It's scheduled to start at five o'clock. Here comes the boot for Bohannon. He squibs it, and it bounces over Percy Scott. Now it's taken by Dwayne Butler at the 30. He gets to the 35-yard line. Well, they didn't want to have the big return this time, so they squibbed it, and uh, by doing so, forfeited at least some field position. The birds start at their own 35-yard line. Dwayne Butler loved that. Yeah, well, he'd love to return kicks. Oh, yeah. You know, Dwayne Butler, he was a guest on the Jim Haycock show this past Thursday night. He loves to do anything. He told me he was a pole vaulter in high school. He he just likes to try different things. Wouldn't you like to do that? I Uh, mean, as long as I knew I wasn't going to get hurt. I'd like to see what it feels like to be swung up in the air. You know what? He said his last pole vault was the one where the pole broke. Yeah, that'd be my last. He didn't do it after that. I don't blame him. You know, if they had, like, some safety harness on me, so I know I wouldn't get hurt. Yeah. Well, this play blown dead because of a penalty. The birds had given it off to Will Hill, but apparently Illinois State moved in the offensive line. Good ball, First oh, start. Oh. And there's the call by Bill Etzler, who is, yeah. boy, he may have laryngitis Bill, by the time this game is over. Way to go Bill, over. hope you have a nice ride home buddy. <laughs> now come on, just oh, because he's sorry. calling a I, lot of penalties, I know, I know. doesn't mean there aren't some penalties out there. Oh well, yeah, you know, it's, it's... okay, I'll stop. Get I your, gotta get myself out of this uh, mentality right now. There and, you go. Regroup and let's regroup. Let's do it right here okay. for the final 13 minutes and one second. Birds up, 28 to 17. They face first and 15, back at the 30 yard line. The in motion, Macy O'Rainey. and the give to Hill up the middle. There's a bit of a hole. Oh. Crashes out across the 35 to the 36 yard line. Hendricks put a pretty good stick on Hill, but actually it kind of went the other way too. Now, you know that the offensive line for Illinois State doing just a great job all game long. I think he's Will Hill is getting through that that first initial initial surge cleanly, very cleanly, and he's putting some hurt on defensive backs and linebackers when he's getting there. And that's you know that's a good five yards past the line of scrimmage. So you've got to give some credit to if it's the first teamers or second teamers doesn't matter. That offensive line has really played solid all game. There are still three second teamers in there if you count Corey Mackey as a second teamer. As the rollout by Bosman, he gets rid of it to Rainey at the 40, 45 yard line. He's across the 50, and he's going to be stood up and dropped at about the 48, and it almost took the whole Southern defense to finally put Maceo on the turf. Great effort by the junior fullback, Maceo Rainey. That was the same play on which they scored the touchdown, and both times, Bosman has had a man right in his face. As soon as he starts rolling out to the right, which means he's got to get rid of that thing in a hurry, And this time he put it right on the money to Macy O'Reilly. And Bosman got planted into the turf after he threw it. And and I thought for a minute Harold Etheridge was going to get planted over here on the sideline by one of the officials because he came storming out on the field, had the headset off, and was a big stare down by the linesman just saying, get back where you belong. First and ten for the birds at the 47-yard line. And the give to Maceo, straight up the middle, threw a couple of tacklers, and now he's hauled in from behind, but not before he reels off another 10-yard gain or so. The birds running the football effectively as linebacker Tommy Anderson finally made the hit there. It is enough for a first down. I'd like to have Gary check and see how many rushes Illinois State has had of, you know, let's say six or more yards. I mean, I can remember four or five 10-yard gains on first down. been more in this game, I would guess, than any other game so far this year, unless it was the Washburn game. First and ten for the Birds at the 37 yard line. Gary tells us there have been a dozen running plays of six yards or more for the Birds and that's quite a few. Bosman to Hill, can he get at least six? Yep, he spins away at the thirty and crashes to the 27, 26 yard line. He's close to a first down. He almost picked up ten. There's ten more again and, and uh, okay there's thirteen. Gary, how many total rushing yards for Macy or rushing attempts for Macio and Will, just those two guys. So there's 13 out of 28 times they've rushed for over six yards. Yeah. And I would imagine they're the only guys to get more than six. Or, or uh, Okay. Dixon had that end-around play, and so that was a 12-yarder. So they have 12 of the 13, so 12 of 28 plays that produced percent. at least six yards. Yeah. On second and less than one, the birds will be happy to get one here as they have their short yardage formation. Will Hill is stood up near the line of scrimmage. Did uh, search forward just a little bit, but maybe not enough to get the first down. But you know, do you see how they stepped up there defensively again, Dick? I, I you know, I know maybe this is the wrong time to do it, but boy, you're out here at the 25-yard line, Fit that thing, yeah, and let Okterberg get behind those guys. I'm Ooh. sure that's something that the birds have noticed, and uh, yeah. they may use that later if they have an occasion to. Right now they're up 28-17, ten and a half minutes to go in the fourth period. They did not get the first down, in fact maybe lost a half yard there, and they've got third and a little bit more than one to go, and now a timeout has been spent by the birds. I think this is the first time that either team has called a timeout in this game and it doesn't come until 10.20 to go here in the contest. 28-17, the birds are on top and we'll continue in just a minute on the ISU Redbird Football Network. 28-17, birds on top by 11. We're told that Will Hill has eclipsed his career high as far as rushing yardage for a game is concerned. He's up to 84. His previous high, 71, against Hofstra last year third down at about a yard here for the birds and they'll give it to Will and he jumps and he's hit and I don't think he got it. He got a little bit but he needed more than a yard and the Salukis may have forced a fourth down play here for the Redbirds and what will ISU do with it if it's fourth and a few inches? Field goal. You, you want to counterbalance that uh, field goal that uh, Southern got. It'll be a pretty long attempt This time what breeze we have will be for the most part with Todd Kurz who missed a 47-yarder, was it 44-yarder earlier in the ballgame. No, that was a 47-yard attempt and this one will be a little bit inside of that. This will be a 44-yard try as Joel Bosman will hold it right in the middle of the field at the 34. Kurz now 7 for 12 this year on field goal tries. As it's spotted by Joel, and the kick is up with enough distance. Is it accurate? It is, and that's a very important field goal for Todd, who really, uh, I think, feels pretty good about that one. He's had some tough times lately kicking the football, but he put that one right through there. 31-17, the Redbird lead is now up to 14 points again with 9.42 left in this football game. We'll return in one minute here on the ISU Redbird Football Network. Todd Kurz will kick it off here. The birds up 31-17 to over Southern Salukis. There's still time for Southern. 9.42 left. And it hasn't been a great day for the Redbird defense. As Kurz kicks it high. Not particularly long. It's Tolan at the four. Had to wait a while for that thing to come down. The coverage is there, but Tolan runs through some of it. Now across the 30. Sheds a tackler there. And finally is dropped by Kenny Williams. At the 38-yard line, that's a good return. Not a very good job by the Redbird kickoff coverage team, which really struggled at Northern Iowa and has done better in this game, but uh, not too good there. A little different quality of team when you talk about Northern Iowa as opposed to Southern Illinois, but uh, yeah, it's an important part of the game, no question about it. And I think, Dick, uh, you guys saw that it, it can make a difference in the final score as well you talked about Northern Iowa really pinning the Redbirds down with the uh, punts inside the five. The field position game really worked against the birds last week and that loss at the Unidome it's been in their favor here this afternoon and that's a big reason they lead 31-17. Back to throw is Pearson looking scrambling now getting across the line of scrimmage being chased by Williams and he's dropped by Williams and Benny Radford after a pickup of five or six yards he got it out to the 44 It'll be second down and four yards to go from there. Chris Stevens is a little upset with himself that he didn't stay on his feet. He would have done that, he might have had a shot at getting Pearson behind the line, but he was taken down and Pearson was able to scramble and pick up positive yardage. We're told that Wesleyan has upped its lead to 22-7 in the third period at Elmhurst as the Titans shoot for their third win in a row. Back to throw. Or his fourth win in a row, excuse me, for Wesley. And back to throw, Pearson gets rid of a couple of guys and now throws it incomplete, intended for Dennis Dunn. At the 50-yard line, and again, the birds had a chance to sack Pearson and couldn't get it done. Armando Fisher and Charles Williams missed the opportunity that time. And they're finally putting on some pressure. Larry Langlois was in there as well and uh, actually got to Pearson right after he released the football. So they're they're getting to him. They're not finishing off the play, though. Chris Stevens got to him the play before and and couldn't finish it off. Third down and three to go now from the 44-yard line. The clock stopped for the moment. 8.49 left in this football game as the Birds lead it 31-17. to Their biggest lead has been 14 points. They've had that lead on three separate occasions. At 21-7, 28-14, and now 31-17. Back to throw, going long toward Fowler and great coverage by Jerry Creer who knocked the ball away down at the 30-yard line in Illinois State Territory. Good play by Creary it was right in Fowler's lap. I mean, there was no way that Reggie Fowler was gonna catch that football with Jerry Creer right in his chest. That's uh, that's just good position coverage. And you know, <laughs> Southern Illinois has second down and short and they try to win the ball twice in a row. Their play calling just doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever. Uh, fourth down, they got the punt team on the field. The birds should be wary of the fake here. And I'm sure they are. Saluki's down a couple of touchdowns. 8.44 to go. Low snap. It's handled by Gagliano, and he does kick it. Deion McDaniel will try to return this thing. He makes the catch at the 17. Up the middle he goes. Gets by the first man. Now the second. He's at the 30, and now he's hauled in at the 35-yard line. Boy, he is an exciting punt returner as he was wrapped up there by one of the final guys who had a chance to get him, the tackle for Southern Illinois made by Jason Carnes who is their third string quarterback. Interesting, he's playing on special teams. An 18-yard return that time by Deion McDaniel. Well, they have a nice scheme for him returning the football too, Dick. Uh, You know, they have guys really spread out and uh, you give a lot of credit to the guys that are blocking for those return men. You know, they're they're exciting players but they can't do it without the uh, other 10 guys on the field and they really have a nice scheme of uh, setting his alleys up wherever he wants to go. Birds need a drive here that'll spend some time on that clock, and they'll be in great shape. They lead it at the moment, 31-17. We have 8.33 left to go. Robinson and Dixon are wide to the right. Split backs behind Joel Bosman, who's gone all the way at quarterback. Here's the pitch to Dixon again on the end around play, and he has room across the 35-40, to 40, and now he's knocked out of bounds over there at the 43-yard line. It was... Uh, the strong side safety who made the play that time, Darnell Hendricks, transferred from Southwest Junior College in California. Second down and nine, or second down and one after a nine-yard gain. And Dixon's going to give Will Hill uh, a little needling when he watches the films here because Will Hill didn't block anybody. I mean, he had a shot at blocking Darnell Hendricks, the guy that eventually made the tackle and ran right by him. Dixon again lined up as a slot back on the right side. Robinson outside of him. This time it's a straight handoff or, yeah, straight handoff up the middle and Rainey is not able to get the first down. The Birds on second and one, trying to produce that first down, couldn't get it. They'll go on third and one as Rainey was stuffed by Seaman, the linebacker. That end-around play to Dixon was put into the playbook, at least was not used for the first time this season until last week against Northern Iowa and the birds have used it three times in this game and have run a fake off of it at least once so it's kind of helped open up the Redbird offense ISU needs a bit more than a yard here they lost a half yard on that last play and here's the pitch to Will Hill he gets outside now runs inside a block and gets the first down good hard Sweep by Will Hill to the right side. He's tackled at the 48-yard line and it's first and 10 from there for the Birds as the stop for Southern is made by Norman Harris, a reserve defensive back from St. Louis. You know, this combination of Will Hill and Macy Arrini, to me, they seem to complement each other better than any combination we've had this year. I mean, these two guys, they're very comparable. You know, I think you could reverse their, their jerseys and you really wouldn't be able to tell them apart pretty much. They have the same talents. They catch the ball. They're able to run inside, run outside. I, I think they're doing a nice job of complementing each other today. Well, they've been the two fullbacks most of the year, but now Will lined up a tailback because of the injury to Hickey Thompson, as it's Hill who gets the call again, and he spins his way across midfield, and is stopped after about a six-yard gain. The Saluki tackler that time, Arglista Scott, the freshman out of Chicago. Second and four for the Redbirds, who continue to lead it by two touchdowns here, with now seven minutes to play in the football game. We're told the Redbird volleyball team has won its opening game at Evansville, 15-5 the score. Birds looking to bounce back from that loss at Bradley earlier this week. Second and four the situation. Rainey in motion, and the pitch to Hill, and he finds room over the right side, dives out to about the 40, and it looks as though he's got enough for the first down, just barely. It is a first down. Boy, again, they measure there. I mean, they, they indicate first down without the measurement, and it, it looked pretty close. Now, come on, Dick, getting that positive frame of mind. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I remember, it's we're changing. I, I'm uh, going down that I path you're, myself. You're going no. down the slow path. That's easy, you know, I can drag people down with me, but I'm but, I'm but trying ha- to turn over a leaf. Hanging around too long Not with you. <laughs> To find some new friends. (laughs) First and ten at the 40-yard line. Nah, it's more exciting this way. In Southern Territory, the birds trying to hang on to a two-touchdown advantage. Here's the give to Hill, he staggers at the line, now finds a hole, blows by Seaman, who missed him, and gets to the 34-yard line. That's a 6 or 7-yard pickup. Second and three is coming up, and now we're down to 6.05 to play in the game. This is the kind of drive you called for, Dick, just uh, kind of keep it on the ground, use up some clock, move it down the field, and uh, you know, I think Southern's helping a little bit. They're not very good tacklers. Uh, at that time, Seaman, who is a linebacker, you would assume a pretty sure-handed guy, No contest. Will Hill just ran right through him. Give some credit to Will Hill, too. Good hard running. He's over 100 yards for the game now at 104, according to statistician Gary Walter. He gets the pitch this time, sweeps to the left, knocks heads with one tackler, and gets the first down as he got the better of that collision. Bounced forward across the 30, 2-29. The guy who made the stop was that very busy, strong side safety for Southern, Darnell Hendricks. It's first and ten birds at the 29-yard line. Will Hill tapping his helmet saying, I need a breather, and I don't think anybody's paying attention to him over here on the sideline. I like the way that he caught the pitch out that time and squared up right away. Did you notice that he squared his shoulders and went straight up the field and got his momentum going north and south, and that enabled him to push that defender back. We mentioned this is a career high for Hill as far as rushing yardage is concerned. It is as well for Macy O'Reilly who has 72 yards at this point. This is Kevin Dixon in motion here to the near side. The give is to Will, up the middle, not as much this time, although, he, boy, he runs hard again and forces four or five guys to take shots at him before he goes down. Yeah, you worry a little bit when uh, a player says, you know, hey, I, I need a blow here, I need to come out, and, and then they give him the handoff. Look at him again. He's tapping his helmet saying, guys, I, I'm, I'm running out of gas here. Look, he finally just said, come on in for it. <laughs> and they said, no, stay out there. Yeah, there's Chris Ford okay. now coming out into the field. The former East St. Louis senior high school player will replace Will Hill. And Hill gets a nice hand as he trots off the field. Hill from St. Louis across the river from where Chris Moore grew up. 31-17, birds up, a couple of touchdowns, now facing a second and eight at the 27. The give is to Chris Moore, nice hole up the middle. He stutters there, gets to the 20, fights hard to get to about the 19. And Chris is close to the first down i tell you, any running back would like to run behind this line today. They are just opening up some huge holes. And at the same time, Southern Illinois not doing a good job of finishing off their play defensively either. So it's uh, it's a, a running back's heaven right now. They're picking up huge chunks of yardage any time they get their hands on the ball. The starting five back in there in that offensive line as we see Willie Ross at that right tackle position. John McAvoy at right guard and Dave Connell at left guard. Bruce Sparrow and Andy Zebarth are the others out there for this series. The gain by Moore was not quite enough for the first down. It's third and less than one with the ball at the 19 yard line. We're down to four minutes to play in the game now and the birds up two touchdowns over Southern and that lead looking more comfortable every moment here as Bosman again with a quick snap a uh, call that he makes at the line of scrimmage with a tap on his center's backside gets the first down with the quarterback sneak and he got plenty of yardage. Now they're going to mark him down at the 15. He kind of skidded forward to about the 12 but they say he was really down at the 15. That's still about a 4 yard gain and it's first and 10 from there for the Birds. Well, What happens is you have defensive linemen who are reacting to the offensive linemen in front of them and when you only have the center are moving, and if there's nobody over the top of the center, everybody is pretty much standing around, and that's that's how that play has been effective. Bird's on the move here, looking to increase the touchdown, or the lead past two touchdowns. They give to Chris Moore. He spins across the 15, gets to about the 12. It'll be second and seven from there. Southern does have all three of its timeouts remaining, but uh, their situation is growing hopeless here rather quickly. Uh, yeah, they still need two scores, and uh, as you said, they're, they're running out of time here. Redbirds in, in good position to score again. If they would do that, they'd need three scores then, wouldn't uh, if they? If, even if the birds just get the field goal, yeah. they will need three scores. That's right. They would be down 17 in that situation. Second and seven here with now under three minutes to play. One wide receiver. That's Dixon. He's in motion back toward the middle. The quick pitch to Chris Moore. Great block out there as Chris crosses the ten and is stopped shy of the first down at about the six yard line. The uh, block out there on the side executed by Macy O'Rainey to give Moore about five more yards. He didn't quite get the first down. It'll be third and one coming up for the birds. This is exactly what the doctor ordered too, Dick. Just uh, you know, keep it on the ground, keep the chains moving, keep the clock rolling. I think this is really the only play in this series that have stopped the clock, isn't it? We we needed this too so we could get to the basketball scrimmage in time. <laughs> well, I want to go see the baby. Oh, that's right. Yeah here's another sneak by Bosman and straight ahead he goes to the three-yard line again the birds executing that silent signal at the line of scrimmage on third and one and Bosman sneaks for about four more yards make it three yards to the three and it's first and goal from there Joe Bosman getting some rushing yardage in this game he now has plus twenty he was sacked only once back in the first period and so the Redbirds Piling up some running yards in this game, something they were not able to do against Northern Iowa last week, nor really against Buffalo. It's been mostly passing, which has produced the Redbird offense here lately. First and goal from the three, and the give to Chris, and he bangs to the one, and is stopped shy of the end zone there, and it'll be second and goal from that point. Chris Moore smelling the end zone, fighting hard. He has scored a couple of touchdowns this year. That was back early in the season. I think those came in the Washburn victory. And he may get a chance to score his third here as Will Hill continues to watch with Moore in there now. Oh, and Chris Moore is the kind of guy that uh, knows what to do with the football when they get close to the goal line. This is a guy that has made a career out of scoring touchdowns, uh, particularly in high school, and uh, he, they like to have him down there when they're inside the five. Well, he set a uh, IHSA career record for touchdowns when he played at uh, East St. Louis. 31-17, Birds on top, looking to increase the lead. Here's Chris, and he's into the end zone for his third touchdown as a Redbird. It's now 37-17. Illinois State has its biggest lead of the day with 1.26 left to go. Perfect drive. I mean, you couldn't ask for anything more than that. Uh, and I'll tell you what: Give game balls to all the offensive linemen. Whether it's those five that were in there right there, or or you take the three that were uh, intermittently in during the course of this ball game, they have done the job up front, and. Uh, that's the kind of p- the drive that you want to end the game on, really, because it gives a little better taste to your coaches uh, in your coach's mouth on, on the way the game was played previous to that. Twelve-play, 65-yard drive. Was there a pass thrown on that drive, Gary? No, it was all rushing as the hold here by Bosman for Todd Kurz who puts it through to make it 38 to 17, and now we oh. have some more flags. Well, that's okay now. It's a positive thing here, with 126 remaining in the ball game, and uh, the Redbirds are still ahead. Dick, let's look at it that way. Flag on a on an extra Come on, point. Dick! Come on, Dick! <laughs> it's all right. That's right. It's that's all right. right. That's right. It's no big deal that's because right. we're only we're only 86 seconds from ending this thing. It's so, going to be four, okay. Four flags on the carpet there. Well, see, there are a couple <laughs> guys that didn't get a chance to throw it, so they're just seeing if it still works. <laughs> okay, it's all right. Well, 126 left, and the bird's in great shape, up 38 to seven.